I came out when I was 40 to my mother on a train ride home to our apartment in the Bronx. We were discussing her younger sister who had hidden all her life that she was a lesbian, but we knew. Um, I saw that I don't blame her because I've always said the fact that I'm bi because I saw the way they treated her and I knew how they would treat me. So I never said anything. I knew since I was five years old, I told her. She was like, really, why didn't you tell me? And I said, because I knew even though you understood, other people wouldn't, and I didn't want you to be hurt that way. This is La Fupa Cabra, L-A underscore F-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A on Twitter. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. Y'all know what it is, it's all LGBT all the time around here. This week I have a very special guest and we're going to be talking about a very special topic. Please introduce yourself. How y'all doing everybody? My name is Jabari Scott. I am... I want to say writer, but at the same time I'm, I'm, I'm a nigga to talk shit. So talk your shit and claim your titles. Baby. That's it. That's it. So this is an interesting pairing because you guys obviously don't know this, but Jabari actually contacted me about being on the show. So I was taken aback by that because it's always strange to me that people actually listen and want to be on this show. Cause I think to myself, I'm not doing shit. I'm not talking about shit. I'm just a nigga that shows up. So it's flattering when someone's like, hey, I like what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. So I appreciate that. I thank you for reaching out. And you came with a great topic, something that obviously I hadn't thought of at the time. So this is going to be a good episode. We're going to try our best now. That's all we can do. So speaking of trying, let's get into the first segment, the School and Life segment. So I have actually listen to some new music um i got into this i don't want to say rut but i got into this space where i was only listening to podcasts all day at work and then i would come home and watch tv so i wasn't taking in a lot of music so i listened to the friend zone last week and i heard fran talk about the new demi lovato album so i said you know what i want to give it a try the Demi Lovato album is called Tell Me You Love Me, and I was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed that album a lot. Really, um, now? I really did. Um, her single, Sorry Not Sorry, knocks. And the only thing I remember after hearing that, because that's the first song on the album, was I don't remember her voice sounding like this. I've listened to one of her albums in the past, Whichever album had that song Skyscraper on it. And I said, okay, I mean. Album or two ago, I think. Yeah. And when I looked it up on Apple, it said that this is like her sixth album. And I'm like, bitch, where? (laughs) But okay, sure. (laughs) So I listened to the album. I loved it. I actually listened to it yesterday while I was out and about trying to be an adult. Love it. I also listened to Tamar Braxton's Bluebird of Happiness and... Mm. the album did not move me and 
there's something about, and this is not shade. Oh, I, hey. But there is something about the way that Tamar sings. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I don't know if that's because I'm not familiar with her singing style or what it is. Because I can hear the... I can hear the dramatics in her voice, but it doesn't, it's like it's not full to me. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. it. There you go. It doesn't resonate with me. Because I'll put it to you like this. I've been listening to Tamar since the the Love and War years. I know she had an album back in in 2001. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to forget forget that happened. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, from 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 first from first hearing it sounded like she sounds just like Tony. If I wanted to hear Tony, I could just go get a Tony album. Right. But I will say one thing: her voice has matured over the years. Mm-hmm. It's just she did a whole lot of screaming and squalling on this album. Maybe that's what it is. It felt like over singing. I don't know. It just. But I don't mind an like over singing every five minutes. And yeah. I mean, but I usually don't <laughs> mind that. It was, but the the music, the beats, like nothing was was just standing out to me. Now that may have that was my first listen. I only listened to it once. Maybe I'll listen to it again and see if anything resonates, as you said. But on first listen, I was like, eh. it'll be all right. My first thought was, this is the album that you're going to quote unquote retire on. Oh, sweetie, she's not retiring. That's well, it. no, we know that this is feel like. Okay, Tamar, we'll, we, we, we'll right. let you. Right. I feel like you're Tamar. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. So mm-hmm. I also listened to Janae Aiko's Trip album. Ooh. I don't remember a whole, whole lot from that album because there was one song that grabbed me. And I want to say I've listened to that song at least 37 times. <laughs> it's uh, While We're Young. It is a mm-hmm. mood. And I will be embarrassed to ask iTunes how many times I've played that song. I think I had a day at work after lunch for about three hours. I just listened to that song over and over and over again. So, really like that. No problem with that at all. Yeah, I don't remember any of the rest of the album, but that song. I do remember one thing because I was looking at the track listing and it said there was a song featuring Big Sean. And then there was a song featuring 2088. And I said, now, bitch, how does this work? Because y'all are 2088. So. Precisely. I asked that same question. <laughs> like, so how is it featuring Big Sean? But then the next song is featuring Big Sean? Right. Like, you could have at least done like Mary J. Blige and said featuring Brooklyn. And that's like her alter rapping ego. Like, bitch, you're doing the same <laughs> thing you did on every other song. Anyway, so I also listened to. We just want to let her cook. Yeah, let her let her saute. Amen. Uh, the last album I listened to was called Sabrina Claudio's About Time. Oh God! And uh, I need to listen to it a few more times. That little girl. I liked what I heard the first time through. It was just some albums, like if there aren't clear cut songs that reach me when i first listen like it to me it's like a slow burn album and i like slow burn albums it's just that i have to concentrate while i'm listening and if i'm listening at work i'm i'm not going to be able to appreciate it fully which is fair i also last one Mm -hmm. i had a day and if you follow me on twitter people out there listening to this listening to my voice you know i had a day where i was talking about glee i 
don't oh i do remember because in the headlines the actor who played puck mark sailing got uh he got sentenced for being in possession of like a shitload of child pornography and for whatever reason that made me throw back to glee so i went through apple music and i started listening to the old glee stuff from like the first three seasons because Mm -hmm. i stopped watching at a point i've struggled through those three seasons because they weren't doing mercedes they weren't giving her her roses and i didn't have time but anyway a couple of songs that stood out to me were um the river deep mountain high cover with mercedes and santana I will say that Naya Rivera, she may be musty, but she can sing. She don't bathe, but she will give you a vocal. But the baby got got, got, got pipes. She got them pipes. She built like a pipe, too, but she got them pipes. See, I wasn't even going to go there, but hey. Sorry. Sorry. We tell the truth on, 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 on here. I mean, she's a pretty girl. Nice, you know, if you're into the slim figure, she's nice, but she don't bathe. I feel like she's that. she's like that. Charlie Brown character that is always dirty, so he has that dust cloud hanging around him. Jesus. I also liked the acapella version of Toxic that they did. Um, Like a Virgin when they had the Madonna episode, because that was the first time we got to hear Santana sing. And I remember seeing it, I think, I want to say it was on Twitter. She tweeted about how nervous she was when that episode was getting ready to air because it was the first time she was singing on the show. And I just kept thinking to myself, why are y'all hiding the people that can sing, but you pushing the people who really can't? Like, why like is you, you're giving the, the mediocre singers the the, the the spotlight? And I'm like, right, because if we're gonna keep it 100 so, and funky, <laughs> Finn was nobody's vocalist. Mm. I get it; he was tall and he was like creamy. He, I mean, he was pale to me, but. He was tall and he was like cute and all of that, but this was supposed to be a singing show and singing is not what he was doing. No disrespect to the dead, R.I.P. But we have to call a spade a spade because listening to those songs in the year of our Lord or the year of our devil, it seems, of 2017, I said, oh no, this won't do. Other covers that I absolutely loved were the Proud Mary and the Lean On Me covers because Mercedes and Artie singing together, listen. They gave you magic. They gave you eargasm. They gave you everything that you needed. And you would look at that show and think, why aren't they the stars? Why did y'all put Artie in a wheelchair? Why you got Mercedes over here bowing down to Rachel's mediocrity? Anyway, and then the last one that I remember was um, a duet with when Kristen Chenoweth was on the show. She and Mr. Shu sang Alone. And I just love Kristen Chenoweth. I just love her. So, And my last thought on that, and then I'm going to throw it to you for your school in life for this week, is I made the monumentous mistake of going through the later seasons of Glee's albums. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on the graduation album. Now, by this time, when they graduated from high school, I had stopped watching the show. And I saw I Was Here. And I said, I don't know any songs called I Was Here except for the one from Beyonce. But surely they didn't do that song. They've done Beyonce's song. But surely 
And so I said, I'm in music. let me just, let me investigate. So I clicked on it and Apple Music said, here you go. And I, I said, return to sender because <laughs> I'm not sure who greenlit Leah Michelle to sing that song, but no. And I'm not saying Beyonce is the greatest power vocalist of all time. But we all know that four was the album where she was singing. Down. That was the you bitches must have forgot just because I was out here dancing to single ladies for seven months. Y'all forgot that I could actually sing. And for and don't and don't need, and don't need in, in, any sort of uh, uh, st- st- studio magic to make make that happen. Don't need no help. Got this <laughs> on my own. I don't need no assistance. Baby. No assisted vocals. And so to hear Leah Michelle singing, and yes, she can sing, but she does not have a soulful voice. And that is, and the crazy thing to me is, I was here is not even necessarily a soulful song, but so a soulful voice sings that song, right? I mean, even the way Beyonce sang it is not it's not just like down. I mean, it's not collard greens and cornbread soulful, but listening to, I was mad. Like I wanted my money back and I didn't even pay for anything. <laughs> I felt disrespected. So those were my school in life. Get into, into music and you guys feel free to shoot me some recommendations for music. I'm going to try to pay more attention to music as it comes out and balance my podcast versus music life. And how about you? What's your school in life for this past week? Okay. So it's funny you actually mentioned music because one of the things I always say is that it's my center. Mm-hmm. So I have my my my, my albums that, that 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 have been been getting me through the week. Okay. The first one is Lettuce's. Oh, that's on my list to listen to because I forgot that it came out. Lettuce's Let Love Rule. That was a full sermon, all through. She she just didn't stop. My, Mama gave you a full full church service throughout that whole album. I'm into it. And then I have Megante, which Beyonce. Let's be mm-hmm. real here. Mm-hmm. And that's been Wait, that. Did you? What did you say? I said I have Megante because Beyonce. Because no, be we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not going to disrespect the language. I, <laughs> Shout all out right. to all mi gente. We're not doing this. Hey, then I I went back a little bit to Ari Lennox to 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 her, to her EP four or okay. fuh say. And I also the last two are Stokely. If you if, if you if you remember from Mid Condition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the front so, man. You say what now? The front man for those who may not be familiar, the lead singer. Amen. But Stokely, his solo album, which he showed, yeah, I was the actual voice in that in that group. Let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Vocals. Mm-hmm. And his and his his lead single level. It's just a real. It's just it's just a real good sweet little bop. That if 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 you just feeling good and you feeling in love, that's the kind of song you you, you want to listen to. Okay. And then there's and then the last one is is a compilation from early this year from Selection. Mm-hmm. It's called Promise Once More and it's 
basically an album full of SoundCloud artists. Full of, full of SoundCloud artists. Okay. Come and on, support. Come on, support. It, it just get, it, it just gets you right together, and it's one of those albums that you could just grab, j- just grab your grab your medicine, grab 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 your drink, and just just sit. Come through medicinal. Ooh, baby, it mm. it it, hmm. it does does so many wonders. All right, so that is the school and life segment. We're going to move on now to the come quick segment. I don't have much here, uh, except for the usual. I have a Twitter poll that I did because we are moving into fall. Wherever you are, it may not feel like it because the damn sure don't feel like it in Houston because it is still in the 90s. However, we are moving into fall. It is October. It's pumpkin spice season and it is cuffing season. So the question that I asked on Twitter was, do gay men and lesbian women participate in cuffing season? And the answers were yes, no, and hooking up is the same thing. So surprisingly, mm. for me anyway, 52% of the people who took the poll said yes, that gay men and lesbian women do participate in cuffing season. 13% said no, and 35% said hooking up is the same thing. So I want to ask you first, what do you think about those answers? Do you feel like hooking up is the essential same thing as cuffing season? Because I don't. And neither do I. Okay. Because <laughs> when you think of cuffing season, you think of, you have, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking from, from, from the gay man perspective right here, but uh-huh. when you think of cuffing season, that means I have a nigga between October and February, possibly eight. Correct. Like, like that at that time period, I have a nigga. After the after that portions portion of my life is over, I'm back out here on on, on the host roll. Right. I will now, say that it could it when he says, and I well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but for me, taking that definition and getting some nuance on it is having a quote unquote nigga does not necessarily mean a relationship right it could just be a consistent mm, fill in the blank boo dick ass mouth friend cuddle buddy cuddle buddy whatever the case may be a companion you, if you will you got somebody with you for the for the, for, 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 for the months correct a companion for the months so when people say hooking up is the same thing i'm thinking i i'm curious on that because I wonder if it's gay men saying it or if it's lesbian women. I don't feel like lesbians are as much into hookup culture. I could be wrong. Please let me know if I am wrong. But I can see I can see gay men saying, well, if I hook up with somebody, that's the same thing. And it could be maybe they mean hooking up con continuously. Like that like they like they have they have a certain they have a certain day and time where it's like it's your time. Maybe a certain day and time or just those months, like from October to January or whatever the case may be. I'm hooking up with this one person on a consistent basis. And then you and then you kind of have some that tend to have a stable at that time, too. They like that. They're in essence still in their rosters. Not a stable. Oh, well, hey. Stallions, bucks. I mean, hey, yeah. we're, we're, we're here. <laughs> 
I was going to do the horse noise, but I felt like that would have been too much. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, I do have one thing that I wanted to ask you. I didn't put it in the notes, obviously, but I saw that you went to the Read Live yesterday in Chicago. So I wanted to know how you felt about the show. Did you have a good time? All of those good things. Okay, so... Oh, he done clapped y'all, so he y'all know he got things to say. Look... I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do this quickly, but <laughs> I, the spirit's moving. Okay, so when I got there, it 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 was raining. It was it was raining here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and mm. yeah, the rain is such a deterrent at times. Well, that well, well, well damn it! I, I got there early enough that I, I was one of the first ones in line. So got there and had to wait about a good two and a half, three hours to even get it, to even get in. What? That's, Hold up now. That's not on Crystal and Fury. That was more so on Hair Washington. On, on Hair Washington Cultural Center. Because they're good for that. And even me and the and, and the rest of the people outside were like, you know, you could really just open the doors, let us all come in, and then when it's time to open the doors to the uh to the arena, just let us in. We don't need to be standing out here in the cold here, Pam. Right. But you know, logic and things don't always Coincide. Um, so yeah, got into the show. It was me, a, a, a childhood friend of mine, and her girl. I <laughs> and the funny thing is, it was my first time ever going to a, a live show with them. Okay, I went to the Furious Live show, Furious Live show back in I want to say it was April. April or May, somewhere in there. Earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I fucked with this. I, I could do this. So I so so when, when it came around to the read live, I said I'm gonna do it. And it's literally, if you've listened to the live shows that 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 they that they put in place of the of of the uh, weekly show, mm-hmm. it's literally that. Except except you sitting right there in front of them because the the mm, Jesus, yeah, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it's an experience. I will agree. But the fu- but the funniest part of it isn't even to, well for me at least the funniest part of it isn't even the actual segments or the or, or the questions being asked. It's Crystal and Curious, like it's Crystal and Fury's faces. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a it's a different it's element different. being able to see uh, them. <laughs> it they are hilarious mm-hmm. because case in point, this one girl asked a question last night, and yeah, I'm about to put 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 a business out on the street, put on business out there. Um, this baby, she pretty much just laid it all out, saying her best friend is at war with some other child and her sister because they all been sharing the same penis. Now the now, now the sister then came and told her, and the other friend that came and told her too, and she, she was just looking like, okay, so why am I even in the middle of this? Now, low key, I some some somebody that starts sounding a little fishy, but I'm mind my business. Mm-hmm. Er, but the way Fury's face changed throughout the whole entire. <laughs> Throughout the whole entire description, 
it just went from varying levels to of uh, bitch what? Yeah. What what what? Uh, huh? Why? And then this fool got up and actually did a presentation for the class, and just just, just did a little Venn diagram of of the situation because everybody and everybody in the place was just was just thrown. <laughs> I just I I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, the letters are are a lot. Those situations, whether they are true or false, they are, are damn a lot. They are entertaining. Somebody's putting their business out there. Well, but other than that, the, the show the show itself was good, and I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm glad I spent I'm spent my money. Now, the the next one that I want to do is is uh, the friend zone because I have to see friend in person to to, to make sure she's real. <laughs> I I don't no I haven't been to a friend zone live I have and I missed Furious thoughts this last time so I'll try to catch them maybe if there's a next time um it'll be going on tour again and Probably. the read live again whenever they whenever they make it down here to the H again in the meantime I'll just keep trolling Crystal about being famous. <laughs> Which actually is, 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 is surprising to me that, that that you have that close relationship with with, with everybody. But then I re- but then I remember you, you like I, then I remember Nikki and Nikki is 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 is, is all of their right hand. Oh yeah, our close relationship is generous. We are friendly. <laughs> they are friends of my friends. <laughs> they know they they know they know you exist. <laughs> Some of them. Amen. I, yeah. Anyway. So enough about them. Uh, this is not their podcast. This is mine. Amen. I just wanted to, since I had the opportunity to ask someone how they enjoyed the show, I wanted to go ahead and do that. Now we are going to get into the main topic. So in honor of National Coming Out Day, which is this coming October 11th, we're going to have a whole show about coming out. And like I said earlier, this was Jabari's idea, so I am very, very appreciative that he brought it to me and is wanting to do this on this particular platform. So I have this outline and we're also going to feature his coming out story, my ramblings from piecing together stories that I've told on the show already. And we also will be featuring some coming out stories from some previous guest of the show so let's get into it first and foremost in your opinion what are some factors to keep in mind when one is considering coming out of the closet whether it's coming out as gay trans bi lesbian etc etc basically being 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 on the spectrum right um before you get into that though i did see something about coming out as ally and mm -hmm. That's a lie. That that is a fallacy. What they meant what they meant to say was coming out was coming out asexual and aromantic. Well, I I researched it a little bit and I kept seeing them alluding to like that was part of it. It was all of the other parts of the spectrum or alluding to them and then ally. And I said, we're not going to tell. We don't. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up and 
people if you have thoughts you can tweet us about if if coming out as an ally is a thing so now i'll let you go ahead and answer the question i just had to get that out real quick because you know i was just like hell into the gnaw but i feel like if you're an ally you don't need to be included you're supposed to be helping us not trying to be a part of it and get your own letter and your own shine but anyway that's a whole different show and i'm just i'm I'm, I'm gonna just say this last thing and let it go the, the the thing that gets me is the you're coming out as ally. Why are you co- you're not coming out as anything, sweetie? Yeah, nothing's but, changing for you. You're just telling people I don't hate people on this LGBT spectrum. You're not coming out I, as anything. Your life I, is not changing. You are not to hate them either. That's literally it. Yeah, but anyway, so, so factors to keep in mind when you are a part of the community and you are considering coming out. Okay, so the first factor that, I, that 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 comes to mind for me is will is will your safety and security be compromised yes. if, if you come out? Absolutely, that's one of my top. I only have three, and that's one of my top three. Is you definitely need to consider your safety, especially in these perilous times and this time where people are feeling emboldened to do things to you to say things to you to try to take your livelihood away from you or take your life away from you you definitely you need to be mindful of your personal safety and 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 the, and the thing of it is it's like if i if i were to co- if i were to come out and say that i'm gay lesbian bi trans uh intersex queer all the rest of the letters Mm-hmm. Uh, if I come out and say that, will my like? Yes, my quality of life will change because I am coming out. But will my quality of life be compromised by coming out? Exactly. And that and that could be and and that could come under the umbrella of from of your family, of your friend groups, of your livelihood, i.e., your jobs, of mm-hmm. of your relationships. Like, will Will what will what I've come to know be compromised? Right. Um, another that I would say is aside from your actual safety and things like that, and your livelihood, which we've touched on a little bit already, is the severity of the potential reaction of those you're coming out to, i.e., your exactly. your nuclear family, your close friends. And I would say, especially your family, given your living situation, because we all have seen the stories. We've heard the stories. We know someone who has gone through coming out and getting put out, you know, getting tossed out onto the streets and being young, not even being 18. So it's definitely something to consider that reaction. Do you think your parents or your guardians yeah your legal guardians will they have a visceral reaction will they get are they potentially going to be violent or are they are they going to be the kind that act before they think and before you know it you don't have a roof over your head like that is definitely something to consider and the other thing is what is will they disown you if right if, if you come on and say this Right. Because because that's one of the main things that 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 keeps that keeps a lot of people silent is I don't want like I don't want my family to disown me. Mm-hmm. 
right? I don't want to lose my family. Because then you have to think about it when you're coming out to your mom or your dad. That's going to trickle on to the rest of your family, potentially, because I've seen situations. works in your family. Right. But I mean, I've seen situations where people have come out to their parents and it doesn't go anywhere because their parents are embarrassed. They don't want anybody else to know. Right. And another thing to consider is the adage that they already know. A lot of times people say your mom knows. And I found that a lot of times that is true, but knowing Mm -hmm. and being confronted with it and having to, or being forced into a situation where you either have to accept it or at least have to respond to it. Those are two different things. You know, we can know something in the back of our mind, but until it's thrust to the front, Mm -hmm. we don't know how we'll react to it. I'll say, I'll say this because I, in, in, in all my years of living, there's, there's one thing that I've always carried. A black a black mother no, 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 knows about knows about her, her, her gay child long before the child does, and all that mother's going to do for however long it takes for that child to come out to her is, ste- is, is she's just stealing herself for when it's going to happen. Like she knows it's gonna happen, she just doesn't know when. Now, granted, it could it it could go a myriad of ways, but a lot of times it either goes she's she's like okay, I've known for a while, I don't I don't care, you're still my baby, or it can go in the visceral, it can go the visceral route, which is she can't believe this is happening. How dare you? How? And the one thing that irritates the irritates the fuck out of me when when parents when parents react to this is the first thing they think about is. How am I going to get grandchildren? Right. Uh, sis, there are m- many, many ways that yeah. children can come into the world, not just through... Anyway. Right. But yeah, that, that part always irks me. And then the other part that pisses me off is the, se- the second that someone comes out, the f- another thing that, another, another thing that, that, that they'll say is... Well, I just don't want you to catch AIDS. Yeah, I was just about Mm -hmm. to say, it's interesting to me how when people come out, the people that they're coming out to, all of a sudden, everyone is an MD. Everyone is Grey's Anatomy. Everyone is ER. Everyone is... Let's be real. Everybody's Doogie Howser. Right. Everybody all of a sudden automatically knows all of the medical issues that come with catching AIDS or HIV, however they put it, first of all, there's a whole lot more to to coming out or to being in the spectrum or let me spectrum and eh, being in the community than potentially catching HIV. But people's knowledge is so limited and they a lot of times choose to be ignorant and they're only going to spout out what they think they know. So that's something that you have you as a person coming out have to steal yourself of I'm going to get the same speeches, the same cliche talks that I've seen and heard about. I'm going to start hearing about the Bible and how it's a sin. Now, never mind that we having a fish fry later. Or as I'm telling you this. 
or eating shrimp. Or that the person telling me these things has an arm full of tattoos. Right. And wearing a cotton poly blend. Right. But that's not important. We could get into all that. We don't need to do that. But my point is when it comes to this, this is one of those situations where people that you're, you have to be ready for people to be self-proclaimed experts in all things on this matter when you're coming out to them. So it's just something to keep in mind. Uh, and, and then the other part, the other part is an, one, one more thing that, 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 that you'll, that you'll get asked because I know I got asked, I, I know I got asked it a, a lot, a lot when I came out was did anybody touch you or did anybody was anybody around you that made you this way yeah and it's just now that i mm. feel like that underlying connection that people have between pedophilia and homosexuality i feel like it's not quite as pronounced as it used to be but it is still there so you have to be prepared for that like it's it's not it's 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 not as I, I'll say it's not as prevalent because right. as you said it it is still there but at the same time a lo- a lot more people are starting to realize that pedophiles just like it just j- just like anything yeah like they, a lot of them just a lot of them just, just like little kids yeah, yeah. There, there, there is there is no there is no guide to pedophilia it's just they tend to just like little kids. And then on the lighter side, but I feel like still embarrassing, be prepared for someone or many people to ask you whether or not you're a top or bottom. Oh, God. I don't. I've never been asked that. I don't think in that way. I've seen that a lot. I don't really understand why that is a factor, but I feel like it's rooted in, you know, the throes of masculinity, uh, masculinity and whatnot of as long as he is not the one getting fucked, then it's okay, or I can deal with it. Like things as, of that as, nature, and as long as as long as he or she is well, actually not she. As long as he is the man in the relationship, or she is the woman in the relationship, it's all good. I can deal with that. Right, but but then you have your parents who will who are more quicker to disown their feminine sons or their masculine absolutely. daughters. Absolutely. Because they don't, they, because they don't want the whispers and, and, and the stigma of having, of, 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 ha- of having a, a, a gender, gender non-conforming child. And I'm like, but I feel like that's even a different, I don't even, I mean, I feel, I'm not saying that people that fit those identities don't come out or don't have to come out. But I feel like they may have a different experience than if they were more cis. Because if you are non-gender conforming, then there you're not hi- you're not hiding quote unquote anything, or it's more so on display. If you're a more effeminate boy, there's not as much to relay in this situation because people have already made their assumptions. Versus, or if you're a more masculine girl. And I'm, and we're talking about even a tomboy, but I feel like that to a certain extent, because people expect tomboys and they automatically assume at some point she's going to grow out of it. But as far as if you're like a masculine boy, Mm. sorry, masculine girl, then I feel like that's a different experience 
because you, in most cases, probably are already getting looked at sideways to begin with. And now you're saying, okay, I'm going to come out and make it official. And it could still go left or it could go right. You just never know. So it, speaking... It, it really just, I'm sorry. It really just depends but, on how... Of, of any of any of anyone going through this, the, the person coming out no, no, knows what they're in for because they know their family and or their or their friends or whoever they're coming out to. They they, they or they have at least some some kind of experience with with these people, so they they are they already know that they're probably gonna that they're probably gonna operate they're probably gonna react or operate this way. But I will say another thing though: don't be surprised. If the reaction that 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 you're expecting isn't the one that you get, right? I was just about to say because people people are predictable, but people are unpredictable at the same time. You just never know what you're gonna get. What did Forrest Gump tell y'all? Life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're gonna get. And some instances, you're gonna get that nasty one with that raggedy ass red feeling that tastes like shit. So just be prepared. So speaking on knowing the people that you're coming out to how do you feel about the differences in coming out to family members versus friends versus what i collectively have dubbed others meaning co-workers or just people that are not in your close circle right i can i'll use myself as an example all right for me coming out to my friends was easier was easier than coming out to my family yes indeed because and this is gonna sound corny and play, but whatever. Um, your friend, you you can choose your friends, not your family. Because with my best friend of almost fifteen years, she knew automatically. And when I told when I when I told her officially, she was like, "I'm glad you finally. I'm, I'm glad you finally you you, you finally caught on." <laughs> and. Um, with, 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 with a lot of my family, it, it was, it was kind of more of a, it was a shock per se, but not, but not so much that it was just like, Oh my God, it it, it just came out of left field. But it was more like they were surprised that I actually did it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will agree definitely that in my experience, it has been easier to come out to non-family because mm-hmm. those cultivated friendships, I feel like when you get good friends, they are more predisposed to accept you as you are versus family who already has an image. They already have your life planned out for you. Right. So when you come and you start throwing monkey wrenches, in the, monkey wrenches in the plan and you're taking the right fork instead of the left one that can be difficult for your family to deal with because they cannot see you living a life that is not the one that they already imagined for you. Right. And a lot of times that can be more difficult to combat than anything else. Right. Because it's like, okay, you're you're gay or whatever you think you are. Because a lot of times, you know, oh, it's a phase and things of that nature. But I feel like you'll grow out of it. It's, 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 It's nothing that big. Exactly. But it's that I already imagined you 
graduating from high school and going to college and meeting somebody in college and graduating college and getting married and having two kids and doing this and doing, I already have your life planned out for you, even though it's not my life, it's your life. And now you're telling me that you're going in a whole different direction. I don't know how to process that. And I don't know how I feel about that. Exactly. A lot of family members. I won't, I won't even say just parents because I've seen in general. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen uncles do this. Aunts, grandparents, hell, even siblings are like, okay, wait a minute. What you talking about? So I definitely think that there's a difference between coming out to your family and your friends as far as coming out to other people, my question was why. I mean, I I couldn't think of a situation where you would have to come out to like coworkers or anything like that. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you feel comfortable and you're in a work environment where you are not or you feel like you don't have to be worried about that being used against you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. My advice for me, how I live my personal life and my work life are separate. Don't ask me no questions about what I'm doing. Don't ask me questions about my family. Don't ask me questions about marriage, kids, who I'm fucking do not. And don't tell me about yours either because I don't care. Amen. The, now, the, the movement is say no to, ha- to coworkers. And I added to that to say no to bosses in, in as many different ways as you can. And this falls under that umbrella. Don't ask me. And you know what? With me, it's more. It, it's literally it's your own business, right? You don't you don't have to self disclose if you don't want to, mm-hmm. and you sh- and if you feel pressure to do so, that's when you need to, that. That's when you need to take some, that's when you need to take, take take your necessary steps to keep to keep keep it pushing. Exactly. Now, again, now, obviously, I'm, if it's a part of your work, maybe right. to disclose that okay like if you work in hiv prevention and things of that nature it may be useful it may be helpful lgbtq lgbt counseling or something like that yeah you need to disclose that but i'm using myself for an example when i first um when 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 i first got my quote-unquote big boy job uh at like 23 i didn't know any of these things because I ne- I was I was never really taught any of these things. So mm-hmm. I pretty much told uh, most of my coworkers that hey I'm gay. And the one thing that I felt like I messed up with was letting my manager know because my manager she was she was a old Christian woman who used to get up get get down get down in the seventies mm-hmm. and she's eighties. Exactly. So she pretty much looked 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 down her nose at me and and made and made it and and basically tried to make my working my working environment hell. So again, because I'm like 23, I don't really know anything. So I'm just like, okay, it's obvious you're doing this because I'm gay, but I can't really put I, I can't really put myself out out here on any legal field because that's going to draw enough attention to me and that's going to be some bullshit that, 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 that's going to fuck me. That's going to fuck me in the long run. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting my career. You're about to retire. Mm-hmm. But it, that's why I say it's your business. It's, it's your own personal business to disclose. You don't have to tell anyone if you don't want to. Nope. And do not, and please, please do not feel pressured to tell 
to, 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 to tell someone because you feel like if you don't tell this person, they won't they they won't they, they, they won't do anything for you or care about you. Because trust me, if if, if telling your business is, is, is what is, is what is what is what is what it takes, then a friend of my a friend of mine get, 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 gave me a good one. If if all it takes is this to get you out of my life, girl, go, take take it and leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the older that I've gotten to round off on that point is, I've I've been learning that sometimes people have to go in order to make room for the people that you are supposed to have in your life. They're supposed to be there. And sometimes I know that this is controversial to some of y'all. Sometimes that includes family. Because a lot of times our families are a lot more toxic to us than we care to admit. And we have been conditioned to think that we have to deal with family. We have to put up with family no matter what. And if that's how you choose to navigate, more power to you. But life is short and life is difficult. And I've just gotten to a point where I'm not going to allow people to be in my life that are making it more difficult for me, family included. Now, if we can get it together and get back to being, you know, family matters as days goes by. okay. but if not, then those voids will be filled. And And for me, speaking personally, because you guys know my testimony, they have been. So last point before we get into the actual coming out stories. I wanted to talk a little bit about the process of outing, either being outed or outing others. So I will start off by saying, in my personal opinion, there are very few valid reasons I can see for outing someone. And a lot of that goes back to the points that we mentioned earlier. You don't know what kind of situation that person is in just because you're mad at them or you're having some kind of issue. You outing someone could potentially put their safety in jeopardy. And their and life at risk. You just, you just do not know. And I guarantee the re- the reason why you outed them, you'll it's petty. be over in five minutes, right? Or even if it takes you a while to get over, it, it's not something that's lifelong. Whereas you outing them and the potential damage that you've done in that process, that is that's a lifelong. Like that's a you're that's a scar you're putting on someone. And even if they've hurt you, because I can, I can see some some formulations of well what if he was dl and he did this and he did that and he did okay fine whatever the case may be but that's still his business that's still his business and you're not going to heal the scar that he put on you by scarring him that's not how this works all you're gonna do is just, is, is just make a, a deep a deeper dig into into you right you may feel better for a little while but in the long run it's not going to provide you the healing that you think you're going to get There are very few instances where being petty is actually helpful and healing. It feels good as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Being petty feels good, especially when someone has has done you wrong. A dog walked your ass. Being petty and doing something like that, it feels good. But in this case, shy away from it. Just don't do it. And you know, and the thing, and the thing of it is, out. It doesn't matter what 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 you feel they've done to you. Telling so, t- telling someone like telling so, telling that personal of business to to to, 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 to someone else or to, to everyone. 
that tells me a lot about you as a person. Right. And that shows me that a, I don't need to put, I don't need to put anything else into you. B, I, B, I've wasted, I've wasted my, time. I've wasted, I've wasted my time, which that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother segment for another day. <laughs> and see, you are that petty and vindictive that you would literally try and destroy my life because you feel like I destroyed mine instead of actually coming to me and talking to me like an adult. Mm-hmm. I would say in that it's, it's more than just embarrassment or being, or being scared of being your real self. Like you never know what someone is going through and why they have chosen not to come out. Maybe they have a job where they're not going to be able I mean, to I'm- eat if people know exactly there's tons of i mean look at the entertainment industry there are more people have been coming out as gay and bisexual and all of that but we still see articles of people saying i come out like how many times have we seen people come out and then you never see them again or if you you have it's it's obscure you have to go on a hunt to see what they've done since they've come out everyone does not everyone is not ellen everyone is not going to come out on primetime tv and somehow finagle that into a whole career and, and especially and I will add to this and y'all can fight me if you disagree especially if you are melanated ooh mm. because and that's and that's right where I was going <laughs> I can see like, it on your face <laughs> like you 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 y'all keep forgetting that being black in this country is is, is stressful enough mm-hmm. adding that added layer of being of, of, of being a homosexual mm-hmm. or being a transsexual or a bisexual or every, everything else. Yeah. Adding that extra layer on top of that, mm-hmm. that, that, that means that you get the, the hate and the vitriol from white people. Mm-hmm. And then you get the same hate and vitriol from, from people who look like you yep. because they've been, because they've been taught to hate what you, what, 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 what you are. Yeah. Even if they, don't, they don't know why. Yeah. So, I understand why people why, why some why some why some why some people why, why some people choose not to disclose that, but the whole DL argument with that, um, everybody's journey is different. Case in point, something that came to mind that I was reminded of when I was thinking about this is the last Olympics that we had. Do you remember that article that came out with that reporter who went down to the Olympic Village and was on Grinder chatting with athletes? And then mm-hmm. went back and wrote this whole article and pr- I mean, pretty much gave all the details of these athletes other than their name. And some of them lived in countries where being they- homosexual is a crime, like a, an, a punishable offense. So I think some even by death. And exactly. this is what I was alluding to earlier when I said you p- outing someone could put their safety at risk because if someone and you may be thinking, oh, well, it's, you know, they're in the Olympics. They didn't use their name. But if I'm from a country that does not get a lot of shine in the world and I have athletes that have gone to the Olympics, I'm going to be looking at everything. Each and every part. part, part, and part. you never know whose eyes are going to see this. And they may see a few details and they may think, who do we have on our Olympic team that may fit this description? And then inadvertently you may have outed someone in a country where it is dangerous for them and see the thing about it is pe- people aren't people aren't, aren't 
are are going to are going to connect connect the dots. Always. And if they're and, not if they don't connect the actual dots, I promise you they will get their Sharpie and they will bubble in some dots. I'm on now. Let's be real. Now out now out that part I understand. If 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 it is dangerous for you just to 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 sub to sub to sub disclose, mm-hmm. do not do it. Yeah. Keep, I mean, but this the, is their, this is not only you, is it potentially dangerous, but this is their livelihood. I'm an athlete. That is my job. Exactly. But I, me personally, I, I, I just, I, I just mean the ones that, that, that lie for second line. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole different thing. I mean, this is a specific example, but in any case, you just never, you never know. And another point, and this is my last point on this. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest and to be fair in the discussion, you don't know what the reaction of the person you're outing is going to be. Precisely. So I'm going to say this: if you are bold enough to out someone, be prepared for them to the whoop that ass. Off. All right. Be prepared for them to bring it to your front door. Because guess what? Not, Even if they are a liar. <laughs> not three months ago. Not not three months ago. The Breakfast Club. Pretty, 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 pretty much advocated for the mur- the, the the murder of tr- of trans women. So people, mm. mm-hmm. and 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 understand understand and understand. I I there every situation is is different, and you can't just and, and you can't base and 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 there is and there is no cut cut and clear dry rule for everybody. Absolutely. That's, and this and this is why it goes back to what I was saying before. Well, not what I was saying before, but you 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 have to know what you you have to know who and what you're dealing with. Yep. If if you know that put that that putting somebody's business out there is is going to, is going to actually destroy something of theirs, like their life or livelihood. You need, like you say, you you need to be you need to be ready to be ready to deal with the fallout. Mm-hmm. And also be ready, be ready to to, uh, to to deal with to deal with your emotions afterwards. Because right. if you think that you putting their business out on the street is, isn't going to come, is, isn't going to blow back on you, I got some news for you, baby. <laughs> Wishful thinking is what I call it. Ooh, honey, because so... trust me, karma does does not discriminate. Indeed. So, speaking of, we are going to actually get into some of the coming out stories. So, first up, we have a story featured from Adrian, a.k.a. Huss. You've heard him on the show a few times. So, let's get into that. Hello, everyone. My name is Adrian. Um, um, Some of you have heard me on the podcast before. Um, It's nice to be back. Um... Yeah, I'm going to share my story, my coming out story. Um, So I come from a small town um, where everyone knew each other. And, you know, being gay wasn't really the it thing. Like, you just didn't talk about it. And my family was definitely not accepting, especially my dad. So I was real careful about how I moved. Like, I didn't... didn't really go out I didn't really involve myself with a lot of people so the gay club that was here was the next city over and I had everything in my hometown to where nobody really needed to go to the next city so 
I could go be as gay as I wanted to in the next city. So I just, one night, I just so happened to let someone talk me into going to the gay club. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. So I have a cousin who lives in the same city. Um, and everybody knows he's gay. Like, every, it's not a secret. Like, he wears weave, women's clothes. Yeah, he's, everybody knows. It's, yeah. So, it didn't register in my mind that I would run into him. But, yeah, so I'm just in the club, like, having a good old time. And he sees me, and he just, like, has this Grinch smirk on his face. And I'm like, oh, shit. And he was like, so, what are you doing in here? And I'm just like, nigga, you know why I'm in here. Like, let's not play these games. You you know why I'm in here. So he was like, oh, well, you look nice, you know. I would have never thought I was going to see you. And I'm just like, yes, you did. Like, just, I'm like, look, let's just call it what it is. Like, you know why I'm in here. And in my mind, I was like, don't tell him. No, I'm sorry, my bad. My mind was like. Maybe it should be understood that he shouldn't say shit, but just in case he say some shit, like, just tell him don't say shit. But, and I was like, yo, don't tell my people that you saw me in here. And he was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not. And then as soon as he said that, in my mind, I had to mentally prepare myself that my people were going to find out that I was gay. So, a smooth... I'm going to say about 12 hours later, my oldest brother calls me and he just so happened to call and, and um, I was telling him what happened and he was like, oh, that must have been why dad had called me this morning and was asking if um, he knew that I was like in gay clubs or whatever. And so it was like a whole mess and I was just like, okay. So my dad called and I didn't answer the phone. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not even, I don't even feel like dealing with this. So he called again. So then I answered the phone and he was just like, you know, what's going on? I'm like, nothing much. And he was like, what were you doing in the gay club? And I was like, God damn, Mario ain't wasting no time. Like, you couldn't waste not nan time. So... I'm just like, you know, I was just in there, you know, having a good time. And he was like, you know, why would you be having a good time in there? And I'm just like, Dad, like, come on now. And he was like, what, what, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that you're gay? And I'm like, look, you've been calling me gay since I was six. Like, yes, yes. And so he was like dead silent for about 30 seconds. And he was like, well, you know where that puts us. And I was like, yeah, I do. And I hung up the phone, and me and my father didn't speak for about two years. Um, yeah, that's what happened. That's about it. And it took him a long time to uh, get over it. Um, he, he's actually still not over. We're actually still in the process of working through it. It's, it's an ongoing thing. But yeah, that's... It's my coming out story. All right, you guys, and we are back. So now we're going to move on to the next coming out story. And I want Jabari to go ahead and tell his story. Okay. So I'll make mine a bit quick. I came out at the age of 18, 18, 19. 
Come on, after, young whippersnapper. Okay. After, like, well, shortly after, no, I'm lying actually. Um, <laughs> I broke up with my, I broke up with my, with with, with my ex girlfriend, Beard, uh, uh, when I was when I was eighteen, nineteen, and I went through a long depression, like to the point where I where I contemplated suicide. Mm-hmm. Had the plans already made out and was was ready was was ready and raring to go. The thing that stopped me, however, was I got I I got because the plan was to to drop to drop to the bottom of the lake, but when I got there, I just couldn't do it, and I cried fat at fat baby tears. And from that moment forward, I said I'm. I'm not living this. I'm not. I'm not living this lie anymore. So I went on the. I went on the path of telling my friends, telling my god sister who I, who I am extremely close to, then telling my older sister who I'm, who I'm extremely close to, and then it got to my mama. I remember this day like it was yesterday. I was 21, and I just got home. I just gotten back from church. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> and the sermon was about confronting your demons. Ooh. Exactly. So once once go tell my mother, and it's funny and it's funny we, 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 we talked about we talked about outing because by the time by, by the time I got home to her, she told me come and sit down and talk to you, and I'm sitting there wondering like okay what the hell, and turns out that my godmother, her little sister had already kind of alluded to the fact that I was going to come in I was going to come in and tell her I was going to come in and tell and, and, and tell her this. Mm-hmm. So she and I got like well we 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 next get to a screaming screaming match we just like we we like I just got frustrated because she kept asking me like why 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 would you come and tell me this that da, 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 blah blah blah. So I left out and went to go find my, went to go talk, talk to my best friend. She pretty much calmed me down Got me, got me off the ledge, so to speak. And I went back to my mother, and she pretty much just said, "Excuse me, I don't care what it, I don't care what it is. I don't, I don't. That doesn't matter to me. You're still my child." And that part fucked with me because that—that's why I said earlier, don't be surprised if the reaction, you're looking, the reaction you're looking for, isn't what you get. Yeah, but. That was six years ago, and I've been living happily, happily, and, ho- and homoly for six years now. <laughs> All right. And I just wanted to say that I feel like that story, I don't want to say it's such a common thing, but this is what I'm saying. We have so much on our shoulders dealing with this and our own. You never know what someone is dealing with. And what kind of demons they're battling when it comes to this. So kudos to you. So now we're going to throw it to another coming out story from someone featured on the show. You guys remember him? And this is John Redcorn. Hey guys, this is John Redcorn of the podcast Generation Y Us, as well as JohnRedcorn.com. And this is my coming out story. My coming out story happened around 2009. At the time, I was fresh out of my first year of college at UT Austin. And I went to my mom's house one day just to use her computer for something. And 
forgot I was logged into Twitter, and of course, everybody that follows me knows I tweet pure trash. I, well, not really trash. I tweet what's on my mind, and I have a very filthy mind. So, long story short, my mom found out about my tweets, and she was reading and investigating. Of course, she probably didn't know most of the shit that I was talking about. It wasn't filthy shit, but it was just like, yeah, I, I tweet very filthily, as we know. And um, shortly after that, my mom called me, and she was just like, are you gay? And my mother is so again like every mother every southern black baptist mother uh she's professionally basically she's against gayness professionally it's it basically should be a job title and you know i told her the truth um she wrote my dad a letter shortly afterwards and my dad asked me what was he basically asked me what was the letter about and i told him you know I told her the truth, and she didn't like the answer. So, yeah, it's whatever. So I guess I came out against my own will. Um, And me and my mom still have little hurdles that we have to get over because of that. Because, again, she's super anti-gay, but, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So um, I guess I could say if you guys are coming out, please, please, please. Please be respectful of other people's, um, other people's, uh, you know, their, their time to come out. At the time, I was like, I had this idea that, oh, when I turn 19, I'm going to have a sit down with both of my parents. And I never had that chance. So if you do know somebody that is trying to come out or you're trying to come out, um, just take your time and yeah, make best decisions for yourself. That's it. Thanks. All right, and we are back. So now it is my turn. And as I have said on this show many times, I don't have a proper coming out story. I have never truly come out to any of my family. We've had conversations about it. But as I have said on this show, also, you guys know I have a lot of issues with my family. So imagine your relationship with your family being so jacked that the sexuality can't even bubble to the surface because there's so many other issues and a lot of people who know that story or who have heard that story go back to episode 10 if you're interested and you don't know it a lot of people are surprised that the root cause of that was not my sexuality and looking back on it i would say maybe a small part of it was but we just had a lot going on so anyway, I will say that there I did have an instance where I did come out to people. I can, And I talked about this on a previous episode. My ex-roommate, I think that was episode 12 when I told the story about her. I decided to come. I was in college and I decided I want to come out to the people that I'm closest to. And at that time, it was her and it was a friend of mine, an ex-friend at this point, that I had actually grown up with. And I think I talked about him on the show, too way 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 long ago this was a friend i mean when i say grew up together like this is a person that i played power rangers in the front yard with we played video games we had an argument about how to say ryu or rue from street fighter like we had an argument we were pissed at each other so we grew up together so i said i'm gonna come out to them we all are friends and 
this is just going to help me. I, I don't want to have to do that weird little smile and head nod when someone starts alluding to me having a girlfriend or having sex with a woman or something like that. I said enough is enough. So I believe I did it through email. And I emailed her and I told her what the deal was. And I emailed him and I told him what the deal was. So she came back to me and she was just like, um, I kind of already knew, but I appreciate you trusting me enough to actually tell me. Um, it doesn't change anything. Like we still friends and we still going to the football game this weekend. So what's up with the what's up? And I, that made me feel good. I felt, I won't lie. It does feel good when the outcome that you're hoping for comes to fruition. On the flip side, the guy that I grew up with that we lost contact and we came back in contact in college, I he did he never responded. So I reached out to him and I'm like, hey, did you get my email? And he I don't even know how to I don't want to say he went full hotep, but maybe he did. I don't know. He basically told me, though, that. Yeah, he got it and it's disgusting and he don't ever want to hear about it. We don't ever need to talk about it again, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, wow, like it would be different if we had just met in college. But I'm like, my dude, I've known you since I was like seven. Literally in the front yard, swinging off trees playing doing all kinds of stuff and i thought it was very curious that when it came to women like you could sit there and you could tell you could give me the full rundown of how you met some girl and did this and did that and busted in her face and now she mad but you like oh i i but i fucked so whatever i won which that's a whole different conversation about you you heterosexual men and this whole winning thing when it comes to your sexual conquests or your sexual liaisons because conquest is that's to me problematic language but when i say and it's not like i'm thinking i'm thinking to myself well my nigga it's not like i'm gonna come to you and be like well let me tell you about this dick that i sucked last night and how i have my jaw acting up like i couldn't even answer questions in class today nigga let me tell you i'm already not that kind of person i mean there are certain people that you share those type of details with but I was in a space then where just like as a black man, sometimes I do take on that, that burden of trying to make white people feel comfortable around me. I was taking on that burden of trying to make straight people, especially straight black men feel comfortable around me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you my truth, but I'm like, you're not going to be, we're not going to be bosom buddies. I'm not going to be telling you how, this nigga was ramming me last night and I had to, you know, put his ass in a chokehold because homie don't play that. It wasn't that type of situation, but he let me know in no uncertain terms. I don't ever want to hear this shit again. And I took that as in the friendship because it wasn't even a conversation. It wasn't even a, I mean, that's cool for you, but if you don't mind, that's not really my jam. And I don't know how I feel about that. So can we just, if you had, if he had come to me in, in a respectful manner that way, I might have, the situation might have been different. I don't know, but that is my small contribution to coming out stories. 
And the last one that we have is actually from Devon. He called in to tell us his coming out story. You may remember him. He's been on the show a couple of times. It's Deviant Onyx. So let's get into that. So my coming out story is kind of a mess. Um, let's start with, uh, it was back in the day, like a long time ago, like when the iPhones first came out. And I have, was one of the first people I know to have one, so I thought I was doing big things and all this other stuff. Didn't know how to use the thing, but I was doing big things with it. Anyway, so one day I'm going out with my friends. We're hanging out, having a good time. And I run into one of my exes who, like, did me so dirty. He was trying to, like, trying to reconcile, trying to get back with me or whatever. And it kind of pissed me off. So I blew him off, and I um, ditched my friends. I was, like, on my way home. He tried, he texted me on my phone and so did my friends and so did my mother at the same time. So I'm trying to text all these people the same, like I'm trying to text all these different people, these different things, trying to keep in contact, trying to keep track of what I'm saying. So when I walked in the door, I opened up the door and my mom was just sitting there like one single light in the living room, just sitting there looking at me. I'm like, it caught me off guard because she only does that when I'm in trouble. So I'm like, what's going on? My mother just says, sit down let's have a conversation so i'm like okay what the hell do i do now she's like um do you have a good day today i was like yeah it was a good day she's like, is there anything you want to tell me i was like uh no i'm, I'm pretty good she's like oh well um i would like you to look at your text messages and see what you text me so i open up my phone and look at my text thread to my mother and there, right then and there, I realized that I had texted her what I was supposed to be texting to my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. What I was supposed to be texting to him, I texted to, what I was supposed to be texting my mother, I texted to him. So in this text, I'm like cussing him out, telling him he ain't a uh, shit nigga, ter- worst decision ever, like, he is a terrible dude, all this other stuff like that, basically saying he ain't shit. So my was like, so you're gay and you're cussing out somebody. I know you wasn't supposed to send that to me, but I got it anyway. So my face is cracking on the ground and I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. She's just looking at me like she wants to laugh, but she's trying to keep a stern face. And it's just, it's tearing me apart because I'm like mortified that Ashley sent this to her. But long story short, I sat there and I told her exactly when I knew I was gay, how I met this dude, what happened between us, and it was pretty cool. Like she understood, and it was it was pretty funny. And then, like I think the next week, I actually came out to my cousins. It was funny because I was tweeting something on Twitter. Like, this is what all right, you guys, we are back, and we're going to wrap this conversation up. We have one more question. Actually, Jabari, this is your question. And it was, how does one deal with the aftermath of coming out? So I'm going to let you tackle that first before I either add my own thoughts or just just uh, do the Tamar praise clap to what you say. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to add this question in is because we always talk about the actual act of coming out, mm-hmm. but we don't actually talk about, okay, so what happens next? Because we don't, because, and you can, you, you can actually attest to this too, 
But when you, after you come out as gay, there are a couple more coming outs that you have to do. Oh, yeah. You have to, like, in some circles, you got to come out as top, bottom, or verse. In some trust me, we're, we're, we're here. But in, the, in, in, in other circles, you, you, you have to come out as um, a, di- a different part of the community, like Twink, Bear, Daddy, X, Y, and Z. Then, you, then sometimes, sometimes, you have to come out as whether you have to come out as liking BBSM, which I, that that's one that I had to do. So we don't really talk about what happens what what, what happens after, after you after a you've accepted it and you pretty much told your truth. Mm-hmm. So the one the one advice that I can, that that I can give. Young, that I can give the, the, the young people, or shit. In some, in some cases, I was say, they don't necessarily have to be young people. It's like in, in, in some cases, even elders. Mm-hmm. It's just once once you let it go, let it go. Yeah. After after you after you have said after you've said your piece, there's nothing else you you, you need to do. Just live just live your life to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Whoever ever doesn't accept it. Push them right on to the side and say, "That's my sis. Have a nice life." And keep the ones that that understand and accept you for who you are in your life. Agreed. Like you never like I I hate it when people when people keep 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 themselves buried because they feel like if 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 I just don't talk about it ever again, then they'll like me or they'll. Or, or or they won't hate me or whatever 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 the fuck. Yeah. I, I I understand it. I just don't like it. Yeah. It's an unfortunate it, it, reality. It's 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 it's, a, it's an evil that it's an evil that, that that's there. But I I am hoping that I am hoping that as, as the years go by and things get a little things get a little more tolerable. That 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 that's not that's not a thing. But here here in the year of whatever the hell we got, twenty seventeen. I I just ask I I just ask that what that once you come out, just 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 leave it where it is. Yep. So I would say, how do you deal with the aftermath of coming one day at a time? As yep. with life, you have to take it one day at a time. Um, I'll piggyback a little bit and agree with your point on do your best to surround yourself with those that give you love and support. And even if that means distancing yourself a little from family who may take a little longer to come around or may not come around at all, do what you have to do for your own benefit. And because of any of all things that you need in this time of coming out, you need that love and support because most likely when you're coming out, you're already doubting yourself. You already are dealing with so many emotions and and so much do your best to surround yourself with people that love and support you. And I would also say if you can, and if you feel like you need to, but a lot of times I feel like we do talk to someone, you know, talk to a therapist, talk to a counselor, 
if you have a best friend that you can confide in, talk to them, get a diary, something where you can get your thoughts and emotions out. Look for free resources. If you can't afford therapy, look for something free. Look for some some type of, of number that you can call or people that will give you that time to let you talk and things that, of that nature. There are a lot of resources in the community for the community, but because it is the community, sometimes you have to do the legwork and search right. for them because that stuff is not always plastered. It's not always easy. I won't say it's not easily accessible, but if you don't know it exists, then you'll never go after it. and You'll never seek that conversation with someone. So, and my last thought on that is do not feel pressured to accept anyone's tolerance. Oh, please say that again. Because I'm going to give that, let me let that resonate for a bit because I feel like most of us, if you are at our intersection of black and in the community, you will have some religious person telling you something to the effect of, well, I hate the sin, but I love the sinner. And if that is what someone tells you and that's what they believe, that's more power to them. I'm here to tell you, you don't need that kind of tolerance, especially from family or people that you are giving space in your life and energy from you. You don't need to be tolerated. You need to surround yourself with people that celebrate you, that celebrate the things that you celebrate and that love you. If you hate the sin but love the sinner, do so from a distance. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm just gonna say one I'm gonna say one one last one last point and, and, and we can move on. Once you, once once you all come out, remember that what that what that and this is for 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 for, for the, the, the youths. The eighteen to twenty to twenty four year olds. Remember that your coming out is coming at the same time as your burgeoning. So understand that you're gonna stumble and make mistakes within 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 figuring out where where you stand as a gay man, gay woman, by by, by man and woman, X, Y, and Z. You're gonna you're gonna stumble and make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you yourself are are bad or a bad person. It just means that you still have growing to do. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, that that can be added to the the, the elders too. Don't be, please don't be hard on yourself if you don't know everything. Come 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 coming in the door. Trust me, none of us did. Right. And the majority of us acted like we did. And we have no clue. Oh yeah, we are making this shit up as we go as we go along. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and also, do not feel mm, <laughs> do not feel pressured to keep people in your life because they were around for they, they were around from the beginning of your journey. Yeah. Do please don't do that because mm-hmm. just like with anything. You're you're gonna outgrow people, and you're and you're going to and and you're going to shift and go in different places. Yeah, and that's okay. It's part of the it's part of getting older. It's part of maturing. I can think of a lot of instances where people have had 
certain types of friendships in their 20s or in their early 20s to mid 20s. And then you get to a point where it's okay. Being in the club every weekend is not a priority for me. And doing this is not a priority for me. Doing that is not a priority for me. And that can cause a lot of rifts. But it's just it's just maturing. And it has to do with sexuality. But at the same time, it doesn't. It's people mature at different rates. And like you said, you don't have to feel obligated to hang on to these friends that you went out to the club and had a time, had a good time and were throwing up in the parking lot when you were 24. Now you're 30 your priorities are different and maybe theirs have not changed or they've changed, but they don't align with yours. Sometimes we just have to have those conversations with them and with ourselves. And we have to do what's, but you always have to do what's best for you because at the end of the day, you You are your first and shit only priority. Even if you have people that depend on you, you're no good to them. If you are not good to yourself. You gotta take care of you first, because because if if that person if that person is trash, guess what? The rest the the rest the rest the rest of the rest of everything in your life is gonna be trash. Yeah. And I didn't want to take it there, but I mean that kind of goes without saying. If you surround yourself with a bunch of trash, eventually your shit is gonna stink. I mean, hey, it just it is what it is, but. That is our conversation about coming out. Again, National Coming Out Day is this, I believe, Wednesday, October 11th. So by the time you guys hear this, that will be the day. If you have not come out and you feel the need or you feel like you're ready, more power to you and prayers to you. If you're not ready, it's okay. Do it at your own pace. Don't feel obligated to come out just because it's a day or just because you hear this or just because someone is hinting or giving you that eye giving you that little elbow like hey it's coming out day don't you want to have don't you have something to say don't feel obligated your truth is your truth and you don't have to share it until you're ready and and also it don't let don't let people have have a monopoly on your business yeah because your business is your business exactly because because people People will want you. People will want you to, to to come out on their schedule because they don't want to have to hold that secret for you anymore. Right. It's not up to them. If you want, if you are not ready, don't do it. Exactly. And also live responsibly and, and use condoms. All, all that good stuff. Um, all that good stuff. Learn about the lot. The ugh, learn about what it means to be out and be what what you are. Whether that's bi, trans, gay. I don't like the terminology lifestyle so learn what it means to live in in your intersection i like that better learn what it means to be happy for you that too absolutely so we are going to wrap the show up with the queer query so i got three questions so people can get to know you a little bit more so first and foremost what's your favorite tv channel to watch okay so i don't really watch that much tv as of late Mm-hmm. Now, granted, scandal, how to get how you get away with murder, all that—that's a total different. That's that's a whole different. That's a whole different scenario. So, can I say my favorite TV show to watch it? Sure, right, right now. Okay, so my favorite TV show, TV shows, I should say to watch now are, as I just said, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, um, Blackish. That new show, The Mayor, is actually is actually pretty funny. 
It's well, it's corny funny. Okay. And I can't wait till next till next Friday because my because one of my favorites is coming back, Jane the Virgin. Mm, can't wait. I I love Gina Gina, Gina Rodriguez. She is just bless her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I remember you talking about that when you were on the outline. Um, let's see. My favorite, t- my go-to channels to watch are either HGTV. Yes, I'm an old lady. Or Investigation Discovery. I am definitely an old lady. But it is what it is. Judge me not. Judge your dick stuck sucking stepmom, like John would say. Next up, what do you do to relax? Okay, so it's kind of a process. First, I burn some Palo Santo. And I turn on, I actually have playlists to, to, to help me relax. And just turn to, just, just turn that on, get, 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 get all my space and my vibe. And I'll either light, light, light a blunt and let my mind wander, or I will get I will get in my bathtub with with with, with some lavender scented bubbles and a, a, a bath of body worth candle, and let Calgon take me away, child. Indeed. Um, for me, usually the thing that helps me relax easily is music. So I will listen to some of my favorite artists or some of my favorite songs, depending on my mood and how I'm feeling. It just depends if I'm in a, if I'm in a funk, I might listen to some rock. So I might listen to like some old system of a down. If I just want to be sang to, then, you know, I'll listen to some singers, you know, whatever, whatever I feel like, who's ever, voice I feel like hearing at the time but music is usually what will help me relax last question if money weren't a factor what kind of wedding slash honeymoon would you have Ooh. if you would have one uh, I'm, I, like, I would have one uh, if money weren't a factor well first of all I've already said I don't really want to do a big crazy wedding um I would just do one a a, a a little cute ceremony with, with with me and my guy have 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 all my all my most important, all our most important people there. Just have a quick cute little ceremony, go all out on the reception, and um, and see. I'm a little I'm I'm a little hood, so I would more 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 so probably have Harold's chicken and Hennessy at, at, at my reception. All right, and for the honeymoon. I've always wanted to do a year-long cruise of the of the of the Caribbean islands and of of of, of, of the European islands. Okay, that's cute. Uh, for me, I would definitely have a. This is in whatever alternate universe that I would actually get married because yuck. Anyway. <laughs> I would have a small destination wedding emphasis on small. It would most likely be a private beach somewhere. We would have some good ass food, party favors, good music be out there in our beach fair, you know, our board shorts and shirts and bathing suits in the water, just having a good time. And I would want it to be somewhere with fun activities too. So after that, maybe the next day, make a weekend out of it, and maybe the next day we can go windsurfing or zipline and things like that. Just have a very 
very good time but it would be somewhere very beautiful with white sand blue water none of that crusty dusty ass shit no you know none of the bikini bottom looking ass beaches uh-huh. and celebrate you know whatever people celebrate at weddings <laughs> celebrate your nuptials <laughs> celebrate the tax break come on so with that being said, that is going to wrap up the coming out episode of Gay Side Stories. Jabari, thank you so much for bringing this to me and being on the show. Please tell the people where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Facebook at Jabari Sky. You can find me on Instagram at Artic the Chaos. I will get I will get your lips in all of this so I don't have to spell it out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vocal Soul Ninety. And you can also follow my website, which is artisticallychaotic.com. Again, I will give all that to to to, to and, and have and have him put put that in the description. Definitely will. All right, you guys. Remember, you can go to gaysidestories.com. That is the hub for more information about this show and the guests. You can email me anything you want to email me at gaysidestories at gmail.com. Follow and interact with me on social media. My personal social media is Trillificent on snapchat instagram and twitter and the show is gay side stories on twitter instagram and facebook go and like the facebook page subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you have not already please take a few minutes out of your busy schedules you've already are listening to the show pause it right here go to apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review leave a rating and If you are not already, do me a huge favor and share this show with others. If no other episode, I feel like this is the episode to share with people. It is. And also, you guys remember, I am a part of the pod panel. Season two of the pod panel will be coming back in a couple of weeks. Shout out to all of my fellow panelists. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. As you hear on many podcasts. You could put your headphones in and listen to anything else. You could be listening to anybody else, but you are listening to me and I appreciate it. And as always, remember the lost commandment, thou shalt protect thy walls or they will what? They will crumble on that ass. We're out of here. Bye.